Thank you for joining us today for the Conform to Christ podcast, where we seek to engage the mind, affect the heart, and call people to follow Christ. My name is George Mays. Here with me is Jay Jones. And today is Free for All Friday, where we talk about what's going on in the culture. Could be anything. Could be anything. And today it is. It's got a little bit of everything today. At one time we were like, uh, hey, let's go through that uh, systematic theology class that you're doing at church. Like, yeah. yeah, that's a great idea. We could do that on Free For All Friday. But more and more things keep popping up, as usual. Mm-hmm. Not a week goes by. Well, before we get into up. anything, Jay, got some good news on Twitter. What? Uh, a couple of days ago. What'd you, what? What'd you get? You want to put that up on the screen, Larry? Decreed from the president, <laughs> we can end cancer as we know it. Yeah. That's some good news, Jay. <laughs> is this a, is this like a, some type of cancer day, cancer awareness day? Would you just drop that? I think he just got tired of not being able to uh, handle COVID, and so he decided that he'd handle something. A little easier? Easier. <laughs> Crazy. Yeah, six months from now, he'll be tweeting, there is no government answer to Well, I told you before. <laughs> answer. <laughs> I told you before, I, I read into uh, the technology that was behind um, the MNRA uh, vaccines, and theoretically, this is how they theorize it, but this, this, is, uh, this is how all the zombie movies start. They theorize that they can, uh, and, hey, and if they do it, just God's God's goodness and grace to us. Right. But they theorize that they can code, use the same technology to code your own cells to destroy cancer. But as we know it, this is how all the zombie apocalypse <sighs> right. movies start. Uh-huh. Or what was that? What's that old book? Uh, there was a movie with Will Smith based off of it. Oh, I Am Legend. Yeah, didn't I Am Legend start like that? It was about uh, can- fighting the, cancer. The movie. The movie was. I don't remember. The the book is quite a bit different than. than was it the movie. for was it for cancer? Was I believe that their, so. Yeah. I, I think it was something. For so cancer. let's uh, let's let's uh, you know sometimes old books are predictors of the future, <clears throat> like 1984. Yeah. Maybe this guy's vampire book it was written like like 80 years ago. Maybe. Same thing. Let's let's maybe be careful with this one. Well, you know, in the Amazing Spider-Man <laughs> books, uh, comic books, uh, Peter Parker's father and eddie brock's father are working on a cure for cancer and they create the green goblin the venom oh venom, venom. Yeah. i thought i thought it was green goblin venom. the 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 venom symbiote is oh, uh man. it's the the cure for cancer apparently they better so, be careful you gotta watch out so before we jump into our uh free for all friday stuff an, an announcement for the listeners and maybe the viewers christ Center churches conference is coming up this is what is this Number six, mm-hmm. number six. So we started Christ-Centered Churches Conference, a group of uh, young uh, uh, local pastors. I and like how you you said young, and, start, then you, and then you kind of you you <laughs> when we were younger. <laughs> the six years have put some mileage on us. All. Yeah. I I mm-hmm. So uh, anyway, great conference. Expository preaching—that's the focus. Expository preaching, uh, gospel. And Christian fellowship, Christian worship. It's a great conference. I've been to con- conferences. I think it's uh-huh. just a good conference too. 
just focus on just you know have, enjoying being with other churches. Yeah, like other churches come, their people come. It's a great time. So February twenty fifth and twenty sixth. Mm-hmm. That's the dates, right? This year's focus is the Trinity. Right, the Trinity. So there will be four. There'll be four sermons and times of worship mm-hmm. starting Friday. Ending Saturday around two two thirty, and if you come, you get free lunch. There's f- like four books we're giving away. Uh, all that's included. What is the what does it cost to go? Like fifteen dollars? It's twenty. I think it, twenty. I think it may have. Our early bird is over, so yeah. you get four books for twenty dollars and lunch. I was pricing that lunch out. It's pricey, my friend. Yeah, but we've got it. We've got it covered. We need someone from our church to uh, to open a catering business. I know. We need someone to start doing this in-house. Mm-hmm. Uh, all of the speakers speak for free. Mm-hmm. Grace and Truth Books will be here. It's a bookstore, um, Dennis Gunderson's bookstore. Great books. Mm-hmm. Yep. Come in and you can buy a bunch of oh yeah, bunch of good stuff. He always brings in. He's got uh, a lot of Puritan stuff in there. Always. He always brings amazing books. Yeah. And if you want to register for that, go to christ-centered.church, not .com. Not .com. Christ-centered.church. Yep. You can find all, more all about that. It's coming mm-hmm. up in the month. You can watch some uh, sermons from past years on there, can't you? Some of them are up there. Yeah, not all of not them. Not all of them. Not all of the years are up. Yeah. Some of the years we were in transition between buildings, and we just didn't get everything right. like recorded and... And then one of the computers we had got stolen. I know, yeah. Remember that? <laughs> Guy broke in and stole all our stuff, so lost all those sermons. Yeah. Yeah. So should be a good time. Um, so what you're kicking it off. What are you preaching on in that? Uh, I'm preaching on the Trinity in the Old Testament. Okay. And uh, I'm excited about it. I'm a little nervous about it. It's a big topic. Mm. Constantine didn't invent the Trinity? Constantine did not invent the Trinity. I'm, huh. I'm going to go at this from a... a uh, maybe a, a different angle than people usually think. Um, I think people, they they believe the Trinity from the New Testament, and then they they kind of take that and say, okay, it's here in the in the Old Testament too. I'm going to say that um, even before the New Testament period, that uh, the Trinity was explicitly believed by the the saints mm-hmm. in the Old Testament. Okay. So, all right, good stuff. That'll be good. And then Dennis is up next. That so that's Friday. You start off Friday. Friday night will will be Dennis, mm-hmm. and he's doing Psalm one ten, right? Yes. Okay. Do you know kind of the as far angles? as I know? Would you know what what kind of angles he is he focusing on? I have no idea. Uh, father and the Spirit. I or, uh, the, fa- uh, the, the Father, father and, and the Son. son. I, yeah. I would imagine. That's, that's yeah. Um, I don't. It, we originally were going to have a different speaker. Uh, so Dennis is uh, kind of a late. Yeah, but he's Late a good, addition. He's a good preacher. He'll be good. Oh yeah, last last year when he preached on uh, definite atonement, it was really really good. Yeah, yeah, very good. Yeah, and uh, I, I'm kicking off Saturday morning with uh, John 16, the ministry of the Holy Spirit, mm-hmm. and then so that one will be focused on the Spirit. Josh King will be wrapping it up in Second Corinthians 13. Mm-hmm. Yep, and kind of the fellowship that we have as believers with the Trinity, right? And I think that's the focus he's going with. Okay. So that's going to be good. Yeah. 
Yeah, and Josh is a great preacher. Always look forward to hearing him preach. So I'd encourage you to come out to that. It'd be yep. a great time. All right. Well, what do we have today? What kind of nonsense do we have to address today? Well, we've got, uh, I mean, just trying to narrow it down, right? Um, I, I've got uh, this tweet that came out a few days ago from uh, Brian Suave. How would you oh, like yeah. that to be your oh, last? Goodness. How would you like that to be your last name? Brian. That's a strange Suave. last name. Suave. Uh, I've got it pulled up on the on the screen. Um, it says, "Dear ladies, there is no reason whatsoever for you to post pictures of yourself in low cut shirts, bikinis, bra, and underwear, or anything similar." Ever. Not to show your weight loss journey, not to show your newborn baby, not to document your birth story. Signed, your brothers. Yeah. What do you think about that, Jay? Yeah, I, th- I think... Just on the surface. I, that shouldn't be... That, should, that shouldn't be shocking, right? <laughs> it shouldn't be. I mean, Christians up until the 20th and 21st century would have said, obviously. I don't understand a lot of Christian... Ladies, like he's addressing Christian ladies. Well, let's like, talk. Let's like talk I, about I one a, of those. I got, a, I got a lovely wife, George. Uh huh. She never posts selfies. I can't even yeah. think of her ever posting a selfie. I'm, maybe you can find one, maybe of her and Brooke or something posted. But mm-hmm. you got these ladies, and he's right because I mean I've I've seen some of them before. I'm like, hey, I'm like Angie. What what is, what is this? Why is you f- you know fill in the blank the name in spandex and like uh a sports bra posting on what? What is this? Yeah. And of course, she's like, "Well, you know, it's." And she's not defending them. She's like, "They've lost a lot of weight." So the guy nailed it in the tweet. Mm-hmm. He nailed it. Right. Um, that's that's out there. Yeah. I got. No, I don't. You know, no one needs to. <laughs> no, is it great? Just post that. Post a picture of the scale or something. Feel like I dropped twenty five. Yeah. You can show you can show off your weight loss without. Posting yourself in something skimpy. Yeah. Well, true. here's a here's a. Well, I'm I'm really reluctant to keep calling her a, a Christian <laughs> Christian woman, um, but uh, here's a response from uh, someone that we've talked about on here before. Yeah. If you wanna, oh, there she is, Beth Moore. Beth Moore had to chime in, dude. There's been a lot of. A lot of conversation about her use of the word dude. <laughs> dude, there is no world in which we ever want to see the word bra from you again. Mind your own unders. I like what Tom Buck tweeted. Yeah. He said, did Beth Moore just tell Brian Suave to go home? <laughs> <laughs> oh, you got to be up on the, the go home. The yeah. Um, and that, that little inside joke. All uh, right. So here's Beth Moore. She's an older, she's an older woman. She's been teaching for decades. Mm-hmm. Um, and here she is just dismissing this. But a video of her from about 14 years ago, a surface where she is doing one of her teachings and she has like a five minute segment where she is saying basically the same thing that this guy is yeah i watched it i mm-hmm. watched the whole thing she goes on a five minute it's almost like she's got some stuff in her notes to talk about uh-huh. modesty yeah and she goes off on a tirade right like she's real passionate about it or mm-hmm. appears to be sometimes i wonder if she's just an actor yeah you ever wonder that 
Sometimes. I feel like she's an actor. She's pretty flamboyant. Yeah, I feel like she's playing to what she thinks people want to hear. Mm-hmm. Uh, did she really mean it? I mean, how do you change your mind from that? And, you know, 10 years later, you're completely doing she's a, a she's a She's a Southern lady, and she's got a big personality. And I've got a – my mother-in-law is a Southern lady, and she's got a big personality. So I, I, I kind of see – where Beth Moore's coming from. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know if she's being disingenuous um, when she talks the way that she does. I think, I just, think that's, I think just that's who her she personality. Is. Yeah, I think she's just got this big personality. But um, she is saying the, the, the same, thing, the he same said. thing that he said about modesty. He She probably went further than he did. Mm-hmm. I, yeah. And then all of a sudden now, I mean, it's... She's just, it's like we're on this bandwagon where uh, men cannot address women, and so she's jumped on that. Yeah, that's what I was thinking about this morning. I was thinking about this tweet, and and what is going on here? Like, has she changed her views of modesty? I don't know if that's necessarily the case. I I don't know if I would say that she's a proponent of people posting, you know, uh, pictures on on social media Mm -hmm. in, like, your underwear. Um, I think what's going on, like you said, I think this idea that men can't speak and tell women what to do. Right. Like it's that it's that same argument against um uh that's used against pro life people. Like if you don't have a uterus, you can't tell a woman you you can't talk about this. Right. Like you can't you can't give any kind of opinion in this because you uh-huh. don't have the necessary body parts. Right. That seems to be the same but the same thing that's going on here. Like But George you, you're hang. a guy, you can't tell a woman what she can and can't post but, online. But George, you gotta make it because this is the world we live in now, okay? You gotta make a caveat to that. You may not if you do not have a uterus, you may not <clears throat> speak to women about abortion because you don't have a uterus, mm-hmm. but you may be a woman mm. and be the first general woman <laughs> ever. Right. Appointed by the president. Or you can you can be like the lowest of the low in male swimming and then start identifying as a woman and then pop up to like number one. And hold all the woman records. Ah, uh-huh, right. Yeah. But I gotcha. I see where I see where you're coming from, Jay. But you can't speak against abortion. Can't right. do that. Can't do That's that right. though. That's right. <laughs> what a strange world we live in. I know. And apparently you can't tell uh women. Uh, other Christian women, like he's not even addressing like non-believers. He's just saying, "Hey, Christian ladies, yeah, maybe don't uh, be posting revealing stuff of yourself." Right. I. This is one of those instances where I just don't really know what to say. It's I, like they, it's like they ignore what he says and they just hone in on the fact that he's a guy. Yeah. Uh, he's a dude, right? And. Yeah. Um, and they say this guy has nothing to say to us. He he's criticizing women for what they're what they're posting on social media. This this guy cannot tell us what to do. Right. It's like the it's the feminist movement, and so many Christian women have adopted this this feminist movement that says that we are strong, powerful, independent women. We don't need a guy. Mm-hmm. And if a guy tells me what to do, I'm going to tell him where he can put his opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is coming from Christians. It shouldn't be the case. That shouldn't be the case at all. Right. Um, he's he's speaking the truth. 
that uh, that women should be um, modest. Like, what what's your purpose for posting pictures like this on social media? It's because you want people to look at you, right? Well, yeah, you want, and you want people to look at you. And I think I think a lot of people that are that are posting a lot like of them themselves, like whether it's a lot of selfies, just their face, even or whatever, is they really like that affirmation that people get and they know that people have written books on this yeah. insiders from facebook have written against the like saying i quit facebook we've created a monster mm. because the clicks the likes yeah are fueling this um it, it's it's a it's a dopamine release mm. and so there's some type of satisfaction and fulfillment that's people are getting yeah. f- from posting things and so that the heart of the problem, it's really it's an idolatry problem. Yeah, yeah, we're we're focusing on ourselves, mm-hmm. and we're looking we're looking for that approval from other people, um, and uh, we're we're getting satisfaction from that. It, it may not even be posting selfies; it may just be counting how many likes you get on a post. Yeah, like if you don't get you know very many likes, well, what, do people not like it? Do people not like not me? A- I mean, what's what's going on? Yeah. Is just get a little crazy outside the box, you know what I do. <clears throat> Is pastors posting pictures of their libraries equivalent on some level? On some level. On some level. Okay. Huh? Obviously it's not a, a not exact correlation. But there's something there. Yeah. Look at my books. Right. You know what I'm saying? Well, I don't know if we've talked about it on here or not, but we've certainly talked about it in private. Um, it, I want to be really careful not to call something a sin that the Bible doesn't call a sin, and, mm-hmm. and I don't know you know, the hearts of people, but it, it, it rubs me in the wrong way whenever I see a pastor like, posting a picture of his sermon preparation. Like he's got his Bible open and here's his laptop and he's got, you know, Logos, you know, open. And, got the Greek and apps open. The, yeah, he's got everything open. He takes out. a picture, of, you know, of his mm. his prep time. I, could just be me. Yeah. But I don't know. It's, you don't have to post everything, right? Mm-hmm. It's it's almost like a, look look at all the work look at all the hard work that I'm doing. Your hard work shows itself on Sunday morning. Mm-hmm. Like you don't have to you don't have to remind your congregation that you're that you're working through the week. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. It's we we do live in a a kind of a I mean a, a self centered narcissistic. There's another society. There's another part of me though that wants to spot some grace to folks because we are in a strange spot generationally. Mm-hmm. We know what it's like to not have technology. Right. There are one generation below us that have always had technology. <laughs> yeah. And I feel they're more prone to living in like a, a visual storytelling. Mm. Like they yeah. they don't necessarily there's maybe no ill intent behind posting stuff. Yeah. Um so whether it's posting 
their sermon work or their or their books or I mean people may just post be like hey got a hot dog from Wayne's you know what I'm saying right. it's like <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> it's nothing behind it other than right. they're they're yeah. what they've only known connection via technology right and they tell it's like visual storytelling yeah you know what I'm saying yeah so well and going along with that I think that there's um you know we've we've talked about this Philip has talked about this in his sermons you know joy shares joy yeah. I, you know, I don't think there's anything wrong with taking pictures of when you when you go someplace and you're having a good time and you're with your family and you are enjoying yourself and you want to share that with yeah. you want to share that with your friends. I, you know, there's nothing wrong with that. I, I don't think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I but getting back right. to getting back to this, we really went off on a. That's why it's oh, free weird, for all, my friend. Weird tangent. There. We got to get to this. We got to get to this know, Tim Keller stuff, dude. This but is the, the majority. Yeah, yeah, but this thing, you know. Um, uh, this this guy and and some others that have been talking about this tweet, they say that when you post things like this and you're kind of a bigger name, um, women will will intentionally send you salacious pictures, like to to um, like rub it in your face. Huh. Uh, are these the kind of people that Beth Moore is is like supporting? Like she'll go after a, a brother in in Christ, but you know, not say anything about people posting pictures right. like and there's this idea that guys just don't look we're supposed to be looking out for each other though uh-huh like there is responsibility like the guy is responsible not to look like yeah. we live we live in a pornographic society where you're just going to be bombarded with um you know sexual pictures and videos and the christian man does have a personal responsibility to flee from sexual immorality. Yeah. But a Christian woman should also not be doing things that are are uh, opening up any kind of temptation for your yeah. your Christian brother. Like like we love we should love each other enough to say I don't want to do anything that would cause you to stumble. Mhm. Um that's why I grow a beard because I don't want to. Tempt, don't want I don't to want to it. cause any temptations. <laughs> all right, the, let's. All right, so next, I, I next, cover next topic. I cover it all up, George. Next. Cover all this beauty up right here. <laughs> <laughs> all right, next next topic. <laughs> Sorry, man. I'm trying Sorry. to be serious over yeah. here, and you're. I don't know. Okay, what are we talking about next, Jay? Right. <laughs> the Tim Keller. We got to talk okay. about the Tim Keller. Show. Okay, we're going to talk about Tim Keller. All right, Tim Keller, the conundrum. Yeah, I don't know. It, it, I should have brought a book, a companion book. I'll summarize the story when we get there. But okay, let's bring up this Tim Keller tweet, and then we'll play the video. Okay, uh, Tim Keller. We can switch over to the video on mine. Here we go. This is a brilliant example of how to be a Christian in the public square. This is Tim Keller's tweet. He's talking about Stephen Colbert. If you're a listener, you won't be able to see it, but you'll hear it. He says this, Notice the witness, but in a form the culture can handle. We should desire to have a more to have more Christians in these spaces and give them grace as they operate. All right. Stephen Colbert. Like when I saw this, I'm like, there's no way he said this. There's no way. I don't even need to watch the video <laughs> to know. Okay, we'll we'll show some clips. So this is blasphemy warning time mm-hmm. before we get there. In a little bit, we'll show some clips of Stephen Colbert. 
Stephen Colbert has made, he's repeatedly mocked God and Jesus mm-hmm. going back a long time, but you can only go were back we gonna a, give a Were we going to give a blasphemy warning? Are you going to play any of his... Any of his clips? Yeah, I mean, I think we play them just so people can see how far off Tim Keller is. Okay. Well, first off, let's say this. Um, Tim Keller says this about Stephen Colbert, who's a Roman Catholic. Mm-hmm. So let's let's start there. Okay. All right. We've said repeatedly on this on this podcast that Rome has a different gospel. Right. Altogether. The Reformation happened for a reason. Nothing has happened post-Reformation that would bring us back together. Right. They still deny justification by faith alone. Oh, yeah. but uh, but Pope Francis, he celebrated Martin Luther uh, a few years ago. Another contradiction, thus proving <laughs> Luther, who said popes right. and councils have uh, often contradicted themselves right. and erred. Because there's a paper bull, a papal bull that Luther burned, mm-hmm. which anathematized him as a heretic. Right. right. But now another pope gets to celebrate him. See, mm-hmm. they're just full of contradictions. Most important one being is their anti-gospel. Right. All right, and that doesn't mean that we're anti-Catholic people, right? I've got friends that are Catholics. I'm sure, you know them too. Mm-hmm. Uh, but th- if we're honest with each other when we sit down and have a cup of coffee, we get right down to the nitty gritty. We have different gospels mm-hmm. um, they follow church tradition and we say we're sola scriptura people i don't understand how tim keller who is from the protestant reform tradition himself a presbyterian even goes here but let's show the video so let's see all right so this is the late show yeah um stephen colbert is interviewing the singer uh i've already forgotten her name I don't du- know. Dua Lipa. Someone who will be irrelevant she's next a, year. Probably. She's she's a singer. I I've never heard of her until this till this clip. He uh, he asked her to interview him. I, I don't know why. Um and so she asked him this question. Okay. Here we go. I think something that your uh, <clears throat> viewers really connect with in your comedy and your hosting skills. Yes especially in the like past few years, is how open and honest and authentic you are about the role your faith plays in your life. Oh, that's interesting. And I was wondering, is there any, you know, does your faith and your comedy ever overlap? <laughs> and does one ever win out? I think ultimately, us all being mortal, the faith will win out at the end. <laughs> but I certainly hope when I get to heaven, Jesus has a sense of humor. But I will say this, I will say this. Uh, someone was asking me earlier about what I, and this, is, this relates to faith, because my faith is involved with, I'm, I'm a Christian and a Catholic, and that's re- re- always connected to the idea of um, love and sacrifice being somehow related and giving yourself to other people and that death is not defeat, if you, if you can see where I'm getting at there. Someone was asking me earlier, what movie did I really enjoy this year? And I said, well, I really like <coughs> Belfast, which is Kenneth Branagh's story of his childhood. And one of the reasons I love it is that I'm Irish and uh, Irish-American, and it's such an Irish movie, um, and I think this is also a Catholic thing, because it's, it's funny and it's sad, 
and it's funny about being sad. In the same way, that sadness is like a little bit of an emotional death, but not a defeat if you can find a way to laugh about it. Because that laughter keeps you from having fear of it. And fear is the thing that keeps you from turning to evil devices to save you from the sadness. As Robert Hayden said, we must not be frightened or cajoled into accepting evil as our deliverance from evil. We must keep struggling to maintain our humanity, though monsters of abstraction threaten and police us. So if there's some relationship between my faith and my comedy, it's that no matter what happens, you are never defeated. You must understand and see this in the light of eternity and find some way to love and laugh with each other. All right, there we go. So this is a, apparently this is a brilliant example of how to be a Christian in the public square. <laughs> now, brilliant. I you got to really hone in on that word, brilliant. Jay. Brilliant. This is a brilliant. It's so brilliant. I told you mm-hmm. that a, everything that he said could have been a line in a Star Wars movie. <laughs> Right. So all you have to do is because what he said has nothing to do with Christianity, other than he referenced that death is not defeat. Death is not defeat. Mm-hmm. Well, if, de- you, <laughs> if you know, if you know, you know what I'm where I'm going with this. Right. Like he, like no one he, knows. Where like you're he going. asked, <laughs> death is only. De- he never mentions Jesus. Like uh, death is not defeat because Jesus has conquered death. Mm-hmm. Like that. That would that would help you get toward a Christian was. But but because there's no Jesus at all. It could be Obi Wan Kenobi training young Skywalker. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Who's now just passing on to him what Yoda passed on to him? That you know, fear is the path to the dark side, and laughter is a way to conquer fear. Mm-hmm. We'll all die, but if we can laugh about what's coming, it prevents us from giving in to the fear and not trying to defeat evil with evil because fear leads us to that and so if we laugh about it we're not defeated like that's nothing to do with anything that's brilliant Jay. but it is brilliant it's brilliant it's brilliant and if i quote an academic like he did Uh well now that is sophisticated Mm. right and uh that's contextualization and we need more christians in the public square like that george yeah, so he uh I was I was looking back for that tweet. I don't know if he deleted that one and and uh put a new one in its place. Um he, I found this one. It says this is a skillful example of how a Christian how to be a Christian in the public square. It is a form of witness that culture can handle. Mm-hmm. We should desire to have more Christians in these spaces and give them grace as they operate. Please do not make the error. If you cite person X at all, you must answer for everything person X ever did or said. That is not fair. I'm merely saying this is a winsome way to answer this question that we should desire to emulate. Yeah, yeah. Okay. That's that's, now, his, that's Facebook, I think. That's more in-depth. He wrote more on Facebook, right? Or is that Twitter? This is Twitter. Okay. That may be Facebook. Then he definitely posted it twice. Okay. Um, it... <laughs> Let's dissect this. <laughs> so this is a this is a brilliant. He says on Twitter, it's a skillful example mm-hmm. of how to be a Christian in the public square. It is a form of witness that culture can handle. Now we should have a problem with that, right? Right, <laughs> a pretty big problem, right? Like we're fools for Christ, right? Um, you know, you've got you've got Peter at Pentecost calling the the Jews the ones who murdered the Messiah. Mm-hmm. Like he's not winsome, right? Right? Like he's bold and 
in your face. Mm-hmm. Like you, you murdered, you, you murdered the Messiah. Um, we should desire to have more Christians in these spaces and give them grace as they operate. I, I don't have a problem with that. I, I mean, they're, I don't know how you can be, um, you know, a truly dedicated Christian anymore in these types of spaces. I don't think that someone who is actually a Christian could become a late show no. talk show host. Right? Uh, but then he says this. If you cite person X at all, you must answer for everything that person X has ever done. That's not fair. I agree. I do too. I agree. Um, you know, if you, we cite people all the time that we wouldn't agree with in everything, mm-hmm. right? That's that's one of the that's that's what uh, that's an issue that's been going on with like Martin Luther and Jonathan Edwards and uh, George right. Whitfield and can you right. can you can you cite these guys can you um, you know read them when they were uh, you know Edwards owned slaves Whitfield was he was he had an orphanage run by slaves uh-huh, yeah uh, you know Martin Luther he wrote things against the Jews that were really bad right really bad um and so can you still cite these guys when you don't agree with everything that they i you know i I think that he's right here you don't have to answer for everything that someone did if you cite them right um but uh if we're talking about this clip in particular and stephen colbert that's the person that he's citing right, and yeah. saying this is a brilliant example of being a Christian in the public square. This is this is how you do it. Um, then we've really we got, got some, we've, we've really got some problems. We've got because, a big problem because uh, you don't have to look very far to find things that Stephen Colbert has done. But yeah, he's well. Even if you just if you just deal with what he said here, like mm-hmm. I said, nothing he said here. Like I'm not looking for. Every time you speak about things, you've got to get the complete gospel in there, or you you're gonna be you're gonna be attacked as sub Christian or something, right? Yeah. Uh, but he didn't have anything at all in to order say to, in about, order to in order for it to be a Christian witness, you have to at the bare minimum mention Christ, right? Right. Yeah, I mean, if he wants, people have tried to defend him. Say, look, he he's not talking about penal substitution. He's talking about right. uh, Christ the Victor. What what's the technical term? Christus, Christus Victus. Victus. Yeah. They're talking about Christus Victus here, which is which is fine, which is a component of what Christ accomplished at the cross and the death, burial, and resurrection, mm-hmm. and will finally and fully accomplish when he returns triumphantly. Um, that is a component that I think in some circles has been lost, but if he, he's trying to do that, he left out the main person involved. So he, so if you listen to it, I listened to it a couple of times to try to figure out what exactly he was saying. Um, if you want to go that route, he's not he's not arguing for Christus Victus. He's arguing for Ste- Stephen Victus. Yeah, like la- I've I've overcome death because I can laugh at it. Yeah, through like, laughter. What what is that going to do for this this girl here asking him this question? Well, if you if you can laugh at death, then you've overcome it. Right. Um, without Christ, she can laugh at death all she wants, but death is still going to come for her, and she's mm-hmm. going to experience the wrath of God. Yeah. Forever. Yeah. You can laugh at it all you want. Um, th- there's a word for that in the Bible for unbelievers that laugh at God's judgment. Yeah. They're mockers, <laughs> right. right? Well, Stephen Colbert is a mocker, and he is a mocker, right? Yeah. Um, he. Uh, this is the blasphemy warning because uh, uh, this this might 
you might uh, if uh, you're triggered by a uh, second commandment. Yeah, if your second stuff, commandment you might, violation you is going to trigger you, you might then, not want to watch. Then you're not going to want to watch the video portion of this. But I'm going to show it just be, so you can see. And this is to show, like, hey, and maybe someone would like pass these on to Tim Keller, like. How can you be a Christian and mock God and Jesus? Mm-hmm. That's the only question I have. Right. If Colbert is the example of how to be a Christian in the public square, how can you in the public square mock Christ? And how can you how can you mock God? God's not mocked. We should have we should have brought that uh, feigning video up to show evidence of God not being mocked. That lady who said <laughs> she just passed out. That comedian. Maybe I'll pull that up at the end. We can end on a light note. Uh-huh. All right. Here is. Which one do you want me to show first? Oprah. Let me show Oprah and him and him first talking. Sure. Talking about Oprah running for the presidency. Sure. This is back in uh, 2020, I guess. It's probably a little bit earlier. Yeah, they want Oprah to run for president. You know, Oprah's a spiritualist. She's like a new age, new age mystic. Really, is what she is. She believes in like Christ consciousness and everybody and all this mm-hmm. weird stuff. Yep. Yeah. She uh, has had, led many people astray. Right. She's had Deepak Chopra on her show. Many, many times. So here's Stephen Colbert. <clears throat> Tim Keller, who thinks he's a public, you know, standard for winsomeness and uh, how to be an intellectual Christian in the public square, apparently. So uh, what kind of ads are we going to get Got here? a little ad there. I'm going to turn it down in case it's a crazy ad. All right. Turn it back off, Larry. I'll tell you when it's ready. <laughs> I'm not trying to give away free advertising. All right, here we go. You ready? Switch over, Larry. Go to three minute mark. That's where it begins. Uh, about, about right there. Didn't know until. Ah, come uh, on! What are you doing? Is this your first time on YouTube? It's my first time to run this thing. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't grow up with. Uh, you didn't grow up with the internet. I'm gonna ask her about it. Ask her here we go. All right, One here of the go. things that, as we were saying before the break, is that there are a lot of people out there who would like to see you be president of the United States, or at least run to be president of the United States. And... Can you believe there are people that think she could manage, like, the military? Oh, okay. oh no. Come on. I would, I, 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 I've said this before. I would know it. I mean, it would be, you know, everybody's saying it. She'd, she'd be good at giving everything away for free. My inner yeah, she would. GPS, mm-hmm. the voice, I'm in, in touch with God. Yeah. The voice of God. In fact, you said, in, again, People Magazine, if I have this quote right, you said, if God, if you think I'm supposed to run, you got to tell me, and it has to be so clear. So clear, even that I. Not even I can miss it. Yeah, that's right. That's right. So have you, have you had any signs at all? Not one. Really? <laughs> Not even the people like tweeting or texting or the no, people that, cheering. But None that, of that that's is a, a sign. different. You know that those are all people outside you. You know what that is. If a thousand people tell you to do something but you don't feel it inside yourself, mm-hmm. or if a thousand people say, "Oh, that looks good on you, girl," and you know it doesn't, uh, <laughs> <laughs> or ten people say it, yeah. you know it doesn't. So no, I, I haven't. Okay. Well, okay. I guess I guess that settles it. Yeah. No Oprah. Oprah, Stephen, what's up? Hey. Oh, hey. <laughs> God is God, everybody. Give it up for the Lord. Hey, everybody. I just spit out my gum. I'm sorry about this, Oprah. I apologize. I apologize. God stops by every once in a while. He's a fan. Can I I help you, Lord? I'm kind of in the middle of talking to somebody important. Oh, I know, Stephen. I'm a huge fan. 
That's great to hear. I'm a big fan of yours, too, God. I really am. Wow. Oprah knows who I am? I can't wait to tell Jesus. <laughs> I'm going to look so cool. Now, God, I, I don't mean to hurry you along, but is there, you know, something you'd like to tell Oprah? Oh, yeah. I hear thou seekest a sign. Well, is this clear enough? <laughs> All right, uh, that's probably enough. It's just any. It goes on for a little while. It keeps going, but there's another one I'll show. Um, Who, who that has any fear of the Lord? (laughs) Right. Can on their show like show this and mock God? Mm -hmm. So uh, sorry, God, I'm talking to someone important. Come on, like Tim Keller, you got to do better, man. You got that may be a little too much to ask for, Jay. (laughs) I'll just show the next one. Ridiculous. Here we go. Now, last week, Joe Biden said that no miracle... Now, this, this is, is from the Joe late show. seem to yeah. understand is that America is a nation of miracles. Hey, everybody. It's the miracle guy. Guess what? Party's over. I'm not bailing you out of this one. Sure, I could turn microphones into fish or whatever, but this COVID thing is tough. But I'll tell you what I will do. I'll put some masks on these dummies. Poof. And I'm taking these fish because I'm hungry and I like them raw. That's right. Jesus eats weird stuff. Got it? Short little clip. If you didn't have the video, Jesus drops down in front of Mike Pence, turns his microphone into fish, says, I'll put some masks on these people because no one's wearing COVID masks. Masks mm. up, everybody, miraculously. Takes the fish up, sends up into heaven with his fish. Mm. I like I like to eat raw food. Jesus likes to eat weird stuff. Yeah. So this Stephen, this Stephen Colbert, the public uh, example of, <coughs> of uh, Christian witness, winsomeness, how to be a Christian in the public square, <laughs> Tim Keller's got a lot of influence, you mm-hmm. know. Uh, unfortunately, I think now the influence is not in the right direction. So he's got a lot of pushback. Now a lot of his fanboys were on there defending him, um, but he got he got a lot of pushback. So he's been doing damage control, mm-hmm. but he's just doubling down. He's not. So he's. It's not him. It's not his fault. It's you guys. You guys don't understand what he's talking about. Um, So he posts this February 5th. He said, the recent post I made about Stephen Colbert's partial answer about his faith and the ensuing comments has shown me American Christians still have a long way to go in understanding Colossians 4, 5, and 6, how to be wise in the ways you act towards outsiders. This is called contextualization. Right. Yeah, of course. That's the the term that's always so. Used he's got to You gotta. You gotta. If you're gonna be, you know, Tim Keller type Christian witness, you gotta you gotta throw other Christians under the bus. Yeah, and you guys got a long ways to go before mm-hmm. you can be like me. So here's here's where I should have brought this in. I've got a, a book. <coughs> see, it's the, it's the uh, the law published Lost Diary of William C. Burns. My so my. My church professor uh, published this book. He also published one, I think, on um, Wilberforce. Remember, I told you I, had, I got to like transcribe Will, Wilberforce's uh-huh. notes <laughs> instead of writing a paper, and, and then he would yeah. like because back then they prescribed heroin. Uh-huh. So I'd start out strong, like, oh, I can understand his words. Yeah. By the end, they're like un 
You can't read it because yeah. he's hammered off of heroin. Really strange. But that was medicine back then. Mm-hmm. Anyway, he this William C. Burns is kind of a not not known well known guy, but God used him. Um, he started preaching for Robert Murray McShane when McShane went on a missions trip. Mm-hmm. This is just a strange providence of God. McShane is the well known guy, right? Well, a revival broke out under William C. Burns, yeah. not, not McShane, mm-hmm. and it spread through all of Scotland. So he felt urged to go to Ireland which is the home of the Catholics. Right. Catholic stronghold. What do you think he did? Do you think he had some type of great contextualization? Well... Here, I'll tell you what he did, George. You tell me, and then let's talk about that word contextualization, because I don't think that Timothy Keller is using it in the way that he thinks that he is. So he here's how he how winsome he was. Mm-hmm. He Catholic Church gets out. He throws a box down on the ground, starts preaching the gospel. Yeah. They try to stab him to death, and the police have to rescue him. <laughs> yeah, there's there's Christian public witness in a winsome fashion. Mm-hmm. Okay, that is the lineage <clears throat> from which Tim Keller supposedly descends. Yeah, in the Presbyterian Church, right? Defending now a Catholic for that nonsense. Mm-hmm. We've gone. We've gone. Yeah. Very, very So let's talk about that word contextualization because I, I do think that you need to contextualize, but the way in which I'm going to define that and the way that Timothy Keller is defining it are going to be radically different. Sure. So I do think that you need to contextualize the gospel to the people you're talking to. Yeah. And we've talked about this with, I don't know if we've used the word contextualization, but we talked about it on here before that we live in, um, uh, a part of the world where everyone's a Christian. Yes. But no one knows what they're talking about. Like no one knows what repentance is. Right. What what is faith? Mm-hmm. What's justification? <laughs> like right. These like these central these central doctrines of what it means to be a Christian. Uh-huh. Like it's not enough for you just to walk an aisle and say a prayer. You have to repent and believe on Christ. Well, a lot of people they don't know what that means. Mm-hmm. So to contextualize, you can't use Christianese. Right. You can't just use these. You can't use these these words that we're so used to using in the church every right. week. Yeah, you've got to contextualize. You have to explain your terms. Right. Like if for even most. I mean, America is is not a Christian nation. Right. Um, it's 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 moved into paganism. So when you talk about God. Everyone's got their own understanding of what that means. So you right. have to define what what do you mean by God? Right. That's contextualization. You're right. you're you're making sure that they understand the words that you're saying because if you spend an hour talking to someone about God and Jesus and sin and the need for repentance, but they have no idea what those words even mean, you wasted your time. Right. You can walk away thinking, I really, you know, I really shared the gospel and that was really right. that was a really good conversation and they're left thinking Oh, I just have to be sure. I just have to do good, <laughs> good deeds. I'll give you an example <laughs> yeah. uh, of contextualization that kind of comes to mind. Um, after I got off of active duty, I was going through seminary, and I was in the reserves, and so I got to preach to a, a room full of uh, peers, soldiers. I uh, was filling in for the chaplain, and so uh, wanted to 
make sure they understood the gospel. So here was my contextualization. I started with this guy named P.F.C. McGinnis. So P.F.C. McGinnis was posthumously awarded a Medal of Honor. A grenade was thrown into his Humvee. He was a 50 cal gunner. As a grenade landed in a Humvee, if it blows up, it's going to kill everyone in there. He jumped down on it, and he absorbed the blast with his body armor. Okay? okay. Saved everyone in there. And so all, all soldiers have this like strong... Very strong loyalty things like brotherhood, right? Yeah. So your brother gives his life for you, right? You're going to make sure that that man's wife and family are taken care of. Like you're going to live your life worthy of that sacrifice that person mm-hmm. gave for you. Your whole life's going to be different. Doesn't matter. Like you're going to take care of her, his kids, like the brotherhood, the sacrifice obligates your life to be lived differently. So then segued into the into what Christ did on the cross on our behalf that he took God's wrath you know in for us he died for us in our place and that his death burial and resurrection now through that we can live truly live but that means now we don't live for ourselves we live for him and when i stopped here's how i knew they got it nobody moved and nobody spoke to each other for like 5 minutes <laughs> and they got it. Mm. Um, and I'm not saying that to say like, oh, you're a great communicator. That's an example of contextualization, right? You're you're using things from people's world, pulling them in so that they can understand what the gospel actually is, right? Mm-hmm. Not pulling a like a Yoda apprenticeship, laughter conquers fear. <laughs> right. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And never mentioning Christ, yeah. uh, never mentioning the death, burial, and resurrection, and how he's conquered death, taking the wrath of God, and we can live because of his... Like, there's none of that there. Mm-hmm. So I don't I don't understand how just dealing with that, how it is even an example of contextualization. Right. The same thing could be said by a Buddhist. Mm-hmm. Right? It, yeah, that... <laughs> Again, he wasn't giving a full-blown... He, sure. wasn't, he wasn't asked to give a full-blown explanation of what do you believe. Right. It was how does your... The the exact questions were, <laughs> were uh, is there any overlap between faith and comedy? Right. Just those clips that you... Uh, that you showed sure so there's uh there is some overlap. For, for him. Uh, yeah. And then uh, does one ever win out? And I think... Faith should always uh, win out, but I think we know which one I, does. I mean, we showed just two clips. Right. There's another one that I, I sent you that we probably won't be showing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it shows, yeah, one does win out. And it's the comedy. It's yep. always the comedy. It's it's never it's never the it's never his faith that wins out. It's always the comedy. Uh-huh. You know, that's why he said, Well, I, you know, I hope that Jesus has a sense of humor. In the uh, one well, we I, won't show. Yeah. In the one we won't show, he makes a joke about uh it's sexual in nature in Jesus mm-hmm. and implies that Jesus lived as a man sinning. Right. Uh-huh. Sinning. Right. Yeah. You, you don't you don't joke about that. Mm-hmm. Like if you've if you have been impacted by the gospel, right, and you've been converted <clears throat> just by that fact, you have at least some type of fear of the Lord. Um, because that I think that is the beginning of all true conversion. Yeah. Uh, Sproul called it the trauma of the holy. 
Now, depending how how old you are and how much sinning you've done, that trauma of the holy is going to be different, yeah. right? It's going to hit different for the guy that's 35 and been sinning his whole life and done lived a life of debauchery. Holy Spirit comes, he's hit with the trauma of the holy and is converted. That's going to be different than like a seven-year-old, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. That disobeyed his parents and did naughty things. Yeah. But there's still that element of holy fear that God is holy, I'm a sinner. You you don't do these skits if you've been impacted that way. Yeah. Yeah, what what he's doing is not he's not really giving any theology. He's given psychiatry. Mm. Um this how do you cope with life? You laugh. You laugh in the face of bad things happening. Yeah, it's like a on, on Gladiator. Death smiles at us all. All we can do is smile back. Uh, all right. <laughs> you yeah. know that? That's what that's what he's doing. He's yeah. not he's not giving any theology. He's not giving a witness. He's he's just giving pop, pop psychology and saying this is the way that I, you know, deal with death and sadness and evil and hatred. Yeah. Um I I laugh. Mm-hmm. Like I use comedy to overcome those things. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. Um, there's, I don't think there's anything wrong with laughing, you know, when something bad happens, um, as a way to kind of cope with bad things happening, but that's not, that's not the heart of the Christian witness. Mm -hmm. And that's not how faith and comedy interact, how they overlap with each other. Yeah. Um, his hope should be in Christ. Mm -hmm. Christ has overcome death. Um, and so, yeah, we can laugh at death because Christ has beaten it on our behalf. Um, and so we can, we can live without fear and we can live with joy. Um, he could have said something like that and it would have been a lot better than what he actually did say. Right. With his Jedi mind tricks. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. But uh, that's that's not contextualization. Contextualization is not making it palatable so that your guest that ask you this question doesn't storm off because you're confronting her with her sin. Right. You know, um, what he did what he did was not contextualize. Uh-huh. Um, he he didn't make sure that she understood what his faith is all about. Mm-hmm. Um, so that. Don't don't let don't let Timothy Keller do these these little you know these little uh, gymnastics moves to try to make you make you feel like oh I just didn't understand what he was talking about. Like, Tim Keller is the one that is in the wrong here, not yeah. not us. Right. Like, we didn't under we didn't misunderstand Stephen Colbert. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tim Keller is taking anything that has any kind of religious overtones from somebody that claims to be a Christian in Hollywood and say, Oh, this is a good, this is mm-hmm. a good way in which to communicate your faith. Right. So I, I ran across this tweet. What was the funny thing I was going to look up? The, the, the comedian, which one, the, the comedian that I showed you that I showed you yesterday. Oh, yeah. the lady that passed yeah, you gotta, out. Yeah. Look, look up that. I while gotta I, find look, that. Look oh, that up. Dude. I, I, uh, I, I texted it to you yesterday. While uh, I show this this uh, this last tweet, I came across this tweet by uh, Anthony Bradley. Oh goodness! Oh oh, Anthony Bradley, PhD. That's right. You got to put that. You got to put that in your in your Twitter yeah. handle or yeah. 
Have you put your doctorate in your uh, in your Twitter handle yet, Jay? No, I haven't. I haven't put my. Doctorate. I mean, is it even official yet? Uh, I, I mean, I know. how do how's how is uh, how can how, I be how, are, people, how are people going to know how smart you are if yeah. you don't put it in your in your Twitter handle? Anyway, Anthony Bradley. Hey. people probably don't know who he is, but he's he is a big time um, critical race theory guy. Yeah, uh, who claims to be a Christian. Um, and I just thought this was so funny. He says, talking about this, uh, this clip from Stephen Colbert, he says, it just shows how intellectually superior Catholics are at articulating their faith. A Protestant would not have been able to do that. Anglicans could. Most evangelicals would say there's no gospel in his answer. <laughs> well, I think one reason they would say that is because there's the good news. There's... Uh-huh. there's the good news isn't laughter can defeat death. Right. We uh, um, we talked about that. But uh-huh. um, yeah, he's got it. He's I follow I follow him because I want to know like okay. in certain spheres what's going on. You know what uh-huh. people are thinking. He's on this real big kick about uh, evangelicalism and its inferiority to like mainline denominations. Yeah, I I, uh, I saw some of that as I was yeah. glancing through his uh-huh. his Twitter. Yeah, like he's. What what is it about these these people who are um, they just I don't know they get their kicks out of um, insulting evangelicals like they're like they're in they're in evangelicalism but they just find ways to insult and demean and and they're just always putting down well I mean he's at King, he's at King's College and I'm you know I'm sure part of this is it always you always go back to People want to be seen as, you know, part of the intellectual elite. So, I no. think that's part of that's usually the answer. Uh, was it the PhD in his Twitter handle that yeah. gave that away, Jay? Yeah, no, he and he's been pretty <laughs> condescending to people like yeah. Neil Shepard. Uh, I don't know uh, how yeah. you say that guy. He's the, name, he's the but, guy that said, "What does the chemist have to say about any of this?" Isn't he? Right. And the other one yeah. that said that. Yeah, yeah, like he won't listen to anybody if they don't have a PhD in in that topic. Apparently, right. like yeah. you got to have you have to have uh, the stamp of approval from mm-hmm. academia before you can speak into any of these things. Yeah. That's nonsense. Yeah. Nonsense. I sent you that clip. Did you get it? I think I found it. So okay. what I'm going right. to do now is I am going to send it to myself. I sent it to you on your on your messenger. Well, now what I did is I sent it to myself on Twitter. Oh, and it will right. open up right here. It okay. should. All right. We'll see. We'll see if it'll work. You got to watch out for that blasphemy. I'm surprised that uh, that Stephen Colbert was able to walk off the stage. That was uh, that was that was God's grace to. I know this is uh, this is pretty wild. Of course, you won't see this, and this is not fake. This actually happened. It did actually happen. This lady passes out. She faints. Cracks her skull. Right? Cracks her skull. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Um, this is not part of her comedy act, and I think as she, she falls over, the people they uh, they laugh. They, I think they think it's part of her skit. Did you catch that? Uh-huh. Right when she hits the ground, they're kind of, they're laughing. But I mean, what else can you do when someone falls and cracks their skull and is dying? Laughter, conquer, laughter conquers, conquers death. death. <laughs> You fade on stage after you brag about being vaccinated. But I want you to know, double vaxxed, booster, flu shot, and I'm going to be honest, I have the shingle shot too. And I still get my period. What? Yes. Traveled, went to Mexico twice, 
did shows, meet and greets, never got COVID. Clearly, Jesus loves me the most. Seriously. So nice. So nice. Boom. Boom, man. She hits hard, dude. I'm clearly, I'm going to the end again. Clearly. Watch that. Watch this. So nice. Her head hits hard. Yeah. When you wow. on stage. <laughs> Clearly, Jesus loves her. I bet her. she doesn't pull that ridiculous line again. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus loves me the most. She, uh, I guess she is saying that she hadn't eaten much that day or something. She's explaining it away. As, I saw a deal. She said she'd never fainted before in her whole life. Mm. First time for everything. Well, clearly, Jesus loves her the most. Yeah. I, you know, when I saw that, I was thinking about King Herod in, uh, in Acts chapter eight, where everyone's saying, oh, he's a God, not a man. And, yeah, yeah. and, uh, the then angel, the angel, the angel kills him. <laughs> just drops dead. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, uh, you know, um, don't presume that that kind of stuff can't happen. I know. Like, yeah. Like, uh, the fact that Stephen Colbert has gotten away with, um, the blasphemies that he has, and still claim to be a Christian, like that's God's mercy to him. Mm. Um, we should we should pray for him that he might actually believe the gospel. Yeah, that's right. That he might actually repent and believe the gospel, and um, that people like Timothy Keller would use their influence. And he, you know, he claims to be a Christian. Um, just this downward trend with Timothy Keller. It's, it's really disheartening to see someone that has been influential for so many people. Yeah. Um, to this is not a one-time thing for him. Uh-huh. Like we talk about Timothy Keller a lot because uh-huh. he just he just tweets nonsense, and then instead of saying, you know what, I was wrong, he just doubles down. Right. I mean, he does this all the time. Yeah. All the time, true. and um, there's a lot of people that instead of saying the the reason what that does the scripture actually say they they say they they go on the defensive. For Timothy Keller, yeah, that's what people may say. Well, why do you why do you pull stuff like this up and show it? Well, the reason is is because he's massively influential mm-hmm. for yep. for a young pastors, um, not even young, probably. I mean, just pastors in general. He's got a he's very influential, and uh, unfortunately, you know what what did you call him? He's got his like acolytes or whatever. Yeah, his, yeah, his fanboys. Yeah, his fanboys, um, and not just pastors. Just people in general. Mm-hmm. Um, there's got there's got to be some type of a, an an account, right? Right. Um, and so we want to make sure our people our people are exposed to everything because everything's interconnected in the in the online nowadays. Well, if you're if you are on social media and you you frequent Christian pages, you're going to run across Timothy Keller stuff. And yeah, you'll run across this. Stuff, you'll run so. across Timothy Keller, and we want to warn people. That uh, this this guy is is not someone that we would recommend listening to. Yeah, that's right. And he's he's uh, you know he's one of the founders of the Gospel Coalition. It's one of our favorite websites. Yeah. Um. I mean, he's he's got a lot of influence and um, written a lot of books, and uh, he's just not not finishing well. All right. Yeah. yeah. Good stuff. All right. Shut it down for us, George. All right. Well, hopefully this uh, this episode has been helpful for you, as we've looked at a variety of different 
uh, things that have been going on in uh, in the Christian world over the last couple of weeks. We we do this um, because we want you to be informed. We want you to be warned. We want to encourage you in uh, in continuing to to search the scriptures, to adopt a biblical worldview. And so we hope that that's uh, that's helped you. And uh, we we want you to be conformed to Christ. And uh, so we pray that this has been beneficial. And we will see you next time on uh, uh, Text Driven Tuesday.